Good morning, everybody. What a pleasure it is, what an honor it is for me to join you this wonderful Sunday where we can worship the Lord together. What a blessed day it is for me personally and my family that we've been called to serve at this wonderful church, St. David's Anglican Church in Burbank. This is truly the hand of God, and we are extremely humbled, grateful, and excited all at the same time for this wonderful opportunity. Today, I just want to share who I am, how I got here, and at the end, just a short word of what I hope uh, this experience will be like for all of us. Well, I'm an Armenian of descent. I want to take you back a little bit. Uh, I'm a survivor of an uh, Armenian genocide, uh, great-great-grandparents, great-grandparents. Uh, my great-grandfather didn't make it in the genocide, but my great-grandmother did. And her children moved to Syria and grew and had my uh, father and uh, eventually, and uh, my father moved to Beirut, met my mom there. And at that time, there was another civil war. So they had to leave that area at some point in the 70s, and they moved to Nigeria. And that is where I was born, my sister and my brother, who was born in Beirut. We're a family of five. I want, you, I want to walk you through this story so you get to know who I am and the experiences. And I hope as I tell this story that there are points in that story that connect with you. For today is a testimony, and a testimony is one that I hope connects with those that are listening, and we can identify at different points and see ultimately the hand of God at those different junctures in our lives. We all have a story, and our stories often resemble one another. Hopefully, at the end, those that come into a relationship with Christ is one that unites us and sets us free. And so in, in Nigeria, when I was born, there was going to be a civil war in the 80s. And so, sure enough, we went west. We keep traveling west. And we came to the United States back in 86. And we grew here, uh, all five of us. And this was a place where we could settle our roots. And I grew up in an Armenian Catholic church. Uh, I was baptized in the Armenian Catholic Church, although we would visit uh, Armenian Orthodox Church often. Nevertheless, by the age of 12, I think I start pulling away and uh, never was really catechized in the, in the church. And so my faith wasn't rooted. I did have a belief in God, but it wasn't rooted. And it was very distant. And after a series of events in my late adolescence, early adulthood, where there was a brokenness in me, a broken relationship, a, a, a story that I never thought would be written in my life. I sensed loss. Uh, I, I sensed grief. I sensed depression. I sensed no meaning in my life. But thankfully, as my my life was spiraling downwards. There were people who came around me and they saw just the shift from my joy or young adolescence to a deep, dark place that I've been, that I was in. Some of us might relate to that 
in our own lives, whether when we were young or maybe later on in life or even possibly now. And so I had nothing to lose. As these people gathered around me, they shared with me their faith. Initially, I hesitated because I thought it was too much. There was a line in the sand that I drew, and I was a Christian, but there was, there was so much that I wanted to invest. Even though that was probably 10 years ago since the last time I entered a church, there was a fear of God in church, candles and crosses and stained glass windows and prayers and things of that nature. But at some point, I was so desperate, I had nothing to lose, the pain, the hurt, the, the overwhelming uh, state of affairs in my life. My father had lost his job, as well as my mother. My brother was sick, had been uh, diagnosed with lupus. And there was a lot on me as the youngest in the family to carry that load. But thanks be to God for those people. Thanks be to God to those people who God had sent to rescue someone like me from that bottomless pit. It's like the Nehemiah passage that our sister just read today, that when we were in the wilderness, his mercies were there, and he did not forsake us. And I was in that wilderness stage for about a few years, but I finally accepted their invitation, and I went to a church, and I, began go, and I went to a church camp. And that was the defining moment of my life. September 3rd, 2003. I remember it like it was yesterday. There I was in a room with a bunch of strangers. People were singing songs I've never heard. And it was a Saturday night and the pastor, oh, bless that pastor and his life. He asked us to come before the Lord, get on our knees and just call out to him and pray. And just give him all of your needs and hurts and wantings and let the Lord come and embrace and touch you. Ask the Lord and you shall find him, he said. I remember those words that pierced to my ears. And so as I got down on my knees, broken, I just began to pray hysterically and cried hysterically. This took, this took place for about 15 minutes. And I was carrying such a load and I just had finally communicated it to God. I, 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 I had nothing to lose. And as I was praying to God, in the midst of all of that, tears coming down my face, I stopped. And I said these words, these words that ultimately changed everything in the course of my life. God, if you are out there, if you are who these people continue to say you are, I ask one thing of you. Just one thing. If you put the heavens together and the stars and the sky and the sun and the animals and you brought all things into existence, I'm going to ask one mere request from you. Nothing that should be beyond your reach. Touch me. Touch me and change my life. If you touch me, I will surrender everything to you. Now I asked like a skeptic, if you exist, touch me. But to my surprise and to my great joy, he did. The instant after I finished that sentence, the seconds after I finished that sentence, 
there was a pain on my upper left shoulder here. A pain like I've never experienced before. Nobody can deny what I experienced at that moment. And if it was something that had, it, it was like something entered my body and my body became warm and there was a tingling sensation and I couldn't lie to myself what had happened and what was happening. God heard my prayer and more importantly, God responded. He touched me. He touched me like no one's ever touched me. I wasn't, I'm not schizophrenic. I wasn't on any drug. I was as sober and it was the most real moment of my life, like us today watching this. And at that moment, I began to cry even more. But these tears were different. These tears were tears of joy, tears of love, a love I had never experienced before. Yes, I had the love of a mother and a father, a brother and a sister, friends, but this was unique. This was otherworldly love. I had heard about such experiences. Never would I have imagined that I would have experienced such a thing myself. And exactly after that happened, as I gave my word to God, I got up from my knees and I said, Lord, I am yours. In a posture of my hands stretched out, not knowing that I was symbolizing what our Lord Jesus Christ had done for us. I didn't know anything about the Gospels, the Bible, the church, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That was such a distant life in my young teenage years. But I said, Lord, forgive me for all of my sin. That's the one thing I heard at that camp was that ask God to forgive you and he will change your life. Accept him into your heart and see what he will do in and through you. And so that's what I did. Lord, forgive me and change my life. Come in and I am yours. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Possess me. I am all yours. And at that moment, I began to pray for all the people who had done me wrong. If you had asked me a day before, that would have never crossed my mind. But I had known, I had known at that moment that I was forgiven. And if I was forgiven, I had no right or no grounds not to forgive. And so I asked God to forgive them, to enter their life. And there was a sense of hope and that everything in my family would be sorted out with my father and mother's work, my brother's health, and so on. And, and I said, Lord, from this day forward, I am yours. Use me. There isn't anything I want to do in this life other than serving you. I want to share your good news, your gospel with all those I know and yet do not know. So send me, bring people from my life, from the past, and bring new people from, those I, from people I, in places I've never seen or known before. And here I am today, 16 years, 17 years after that prayer, and I can tell you with all confidence, God has done just that. 
Never would I have ever dreamt of the life that I've lived in the past 17 years since that day. I immediately wanted to know about God's Word, so I went and I began to study. I went to Azusa Pacific, where I eventually got a bachelor's in biblical studies. And what I did is I locked myself into the library. I did not want to leave that school, that campus. I wanted to soak up every single ounce of God's Word and His church and the history and theology that I possibly could because I was in love with God and His work throughout the ages. I called it Reading with the Dead. I would be there until the end of the evening, until they had to lock the libraries. And then that church that had invited me, I was a part of that church, they encouraged me to pursue seminary, and so I did. And I did the same thing, Fuller Theological Seminary, for four years. And as I, right before I graduated, the next wonderful, most wonderful thing that ever happened to me entered into my life, and that was my beautiful wife, Narine. Forgive me. I kind of get emotional for these things because as I'm thinking about my life, I don't do this often, but when I do, I just think about how wonderful God has been. And as she entered my life, it just filled another hole as I would drive to school alone and look at the passenger seat and see nobody there. Although I had the love of family and friends and church, there was still something missing and obviously the love of God. But there was a companion I wanted to share life with. And she was there. God heard my prayer in that request. And we got married. And then we began to serve at a church. And then at some point while I was serving at another church, I got the itch to go back to school. And so then I, we picked up and we moved to New Jersey about five, six years ago. And I wanted to get another degree in New Testament. So I went to Princeton Theological Seminary. And thinking I was only going there for my education, I think God had other plans. The next greatest thing that ever could have happened to us, our son Sebastian was born there. What a beautiful time it was. I love that church, the people, the pastor there. And I remember one of the first weeks at that church, as the pastor was talking to me, he asked me, what are your plans after you finish school? Do you want to remain here? And I said to him, I've been reading about the Anglican Church. I've been reading the Book of Common Prayer for about, at that point, eight years privately for my devotional life. And I think the Anglican Church is the place where God wants me. The scholars that I enjoy reading, the theologians, they all end up being Anglican and there's something about them that's so attractive. And so the seed was there. And after we graduated, God placed another great burden on our hearts to move back to Glendale, where I've lived for 30 years, and plant a church. And we moved back here. And as we moved back here, we started this church. There was no home, no job. But God said, go. Leave everything behind and go, and I will provide. It was like we jumped out of an airplane with no parachutes. God said, I will provide. Now, you might hit a couple of trees, but you're going to land. And sure, we have hit a couple of trees, but we did land. And the greatest great things have happened since then. We have started a church. 
and beautiful people, a community that I didn't know. We began in our living room, and before you know it, we became a decent size of people worshiping God, asking questions, discipling, people coming to faith, strengthening their faith. For me as a pastor, it's just a great joy to see that. It's the most beautiful moment in life when you see people coming to faith and there's a transition and a transformation and it's there's an intersection intersection in their life and you see it taking place and father jose can attest to that as well and all the other people that are watching this when you see that change and for me that's been a great beauty too somewhere in there another great blessing happened it took place we had our second son john paul and he's about seven months years old now He's uh, full of joy. He's, he's, he makes us feel so, so full and uh, gives us so much more energy now. And we're so grateful to God for our second son. But in the process of this church plant, uh, I, somehow this church, St. David's, came across me. And I was encouraged to look into it. And as I prayed, and I did, here we are today after multiple meetings and prayer and discussions, I'm grateful that they have called me. I'm sure that there was formidable and well-deserving other candidates, but this group of people called me, and I am forever grateful and humble for that. And so our church is partnering with St. David's. So that's who I am, how I got here. And a short word here, of what I hope this experience will be like. I'm here to continue to work that Father Jose, the foundation that he's planted. I'm here to continue the work that God has, been, has done through him. And my responsibility is to take care of this flock. It is God's church. And it's my responsibility, a great responsibility that's been given to me. And for the next five, six months, I'm just going to pick Father Jose's brain and learn from him as a disciple would learn from our Lord. And I want to know this church community, all of you. I want to get to know you, your stories. Just like I have a story, you have a story. I want to sit there and I want to listen. I want to know your needs. I'm a people's person. I love people. Compassion and mercy uh, is all we need as a community. Uh, often we are alone. And I want to be there as a minister in your life. And, and I want you to get to know my family as well. I want to say one last thing here as I'm uh, sharing this with you. He has been here for 30 years. You have clearly done a wonderful job. He loves you. He's poured out his heart, meaning Father Jose. And it seems reciprocal. Uh, you have enjoyed him for the past 30 years. He got here when he was 38, I'm 38. So I don't know if I'm going to be here for 30 years. But uh, we do share a lot of similarities, as I've knows, noticed. We have the same barber, and we enjoy the same sort of things. But I hope that I would be uh, just as a, a light and uh, um, a warm individual, a loving pastor as he has been and his family. I, I, I know that... Uh, we gather here every Sunday on Zoom, and I look forward to the time that we meet together. All I ask is that we would see ourselves in this church in the future as God has done great work and will continue to do great work in this church 
as an angled mirror. What do I mean by an angled mirror? When we think of the image of God, we think of us looking directly at God as we possess ethics and morals and sacredness. Yes, but I want us to imagine ourselves as an angled mirror when we think of the image of God that we all bear. Imagine you're in a room and your door is slightly open and there's a mirror on that door. And if somebody walks into the living room, you can see who's in that room and they can see you equally. Well, we should see ourselves as that great mirror and that we reflect God to the world as if he's in the room and the world is in the living room. We have an active role. It's not just us one-on-one -on -one with God, but we are here to reflect God to the world, his love, his forgiveness, his beauty, his truth, his mercy. And at the same time, we see the world come back and offer their praises to God. And that's what I would hope we would be able to do, continue to do at St. David's as God has been faithful to this church and this beautiful, beautiful community. I thank you and may God lead us. Bless you.